This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by Video Games Monthly. Video Games Monthly is a monthly subscription service that delivers retro video games right to your door. VGM is a must for gamers who own classic gaming systems from the 80s to the 2000s. VGM offers 3, 4, and even 10 game subscriptions for the NES, SNES, Nintendo 64, Sega Genesis, and now both Game Boy and Game Boy Color. And best of all, you keep the games. Every month, they send out a variety of well-known retro favorites and the unique ones to make sure you consistently get a well-rounded gaming experience. Take a look at their website at www.videogamesmonthly.com to sign up for a monthly variety of retro video games. And remember to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Hello, Internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and I got my main man, Deuce. What's going on, brother? Of course, this is the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We're a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And every episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with the Deuce salute. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> Johnny's like, I don't need to open mine on a mic. I'm no, cool. I'm good. I, I'm I good. got it. I got it. It's the dude salute, not the Johnny salute. Yeah, exactly. That was pretty coordinated, holding it with your knees and opening yeah, it. I, I gotta say, to, that, yeah. was, uh, that was pretty coordinated. Yeah. And of course, folks, I always like to give a big shout out to all of our fans and people listening to us. And uh, if you like what you hear, everyone, give us a five-star review on iTunes and on Stitcher, as well as uh, give us a whole heart like on uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, and the repost. And repost it yeah, as well. That's a big, big deal on the yeah. SoundCloud as well, guys. It really helps us out. And Deuce, what, what did we do this past weekend? Oh, man. We went to Lakeland Zombie Fest. Yep. It is the third annual Lakeland Zombie Fest. And of course, this year was done in the sun and fun. You probably heard our commercials the last couple months. Yeah. The great people, Andrew and Minnie and Humberto and yeah. and uh, Romy and all the great people that were working a part of that and all the people that were there. Big shout out to them. Awesome event. Lots of fun. And Deuce and I were kind of like, you know, we're like kind of the MCs, kind of, you know, yeah, MCs. running the place. Yeah, so. it was really, really cool. It was really nice. Uh, they let us do a couple panels. We got to, well, I should say, I got to, along with Romy, interview uh, some of the cast of Walking Dead, which, which is really, fun. really cool. Definitely. Uh, really, really nice folks. Uh, got to meet their handler, which hopefully we'll get on the show soon. He was a really, really cool cat. So we hope we get to talk to him on air soon. Um, yeah, just a really, really fun day, and I've got to say they outdid themselves. I think this is the biggest one they've had so far. Yeah, and, it, you know, the Sun of Fun's a big, you know, it's a big hangar, essentially. Huge. Yeah, so there's it, a lot of real estate there, and uh, there was all kinds of food trucks, some cool vendors. Our good friends Sean and Lori Sardinsky from Sci-Fi Barto were there. Yep. Uh, so a lot, a lot of really cool people. And Brian and Nicole from the MDA Muscle Walk were there, and they yep. had a tent, which was really, really cool. Um, they had some scare zones in the hangar, which they sure was cool. Did. Um, they even had a zombie car show where they had these like umbrella core vehicles and like Humvees with stuff on them that was really cool. We had a, we actually got to host the amazing costume contest, which was awesome. Oh yeah, and of course Scott Fernster from the oh from Face Off. Yeah, amazing, amazing guy, just a true a gentleman and a scholar. And his his work is amazing. Like yeah. we got to see some of his work in person. Up close, and it was just incredible. Once you saw the finished product. 
on TV, it really doesn't do his work justice. I mean, seeing it up close and personal on a live model yeah. was awesome. And he was doing it for fans. Like there, Well, there was, was kids yeah. and stuff that were coming in. I'm like, gosh, yeah. how did... Because I was like, man, these kids are really looking great. And then I find out later that Scott was the one doing it. I'm yeah. like, well, that makes sense. You know, yeah. He does some amazing work. And just seeing it in person on that live model, it looked like you were watching. It looked like you were staring at a zombie from The Walking Dead. Oh, It was real. incredible. Yeah. And uh, just awesome. He's a great sport. He had a lot of really cool things. He, he took a lot of questions, and he was yeah. just really great. And, of course, uh, Dr. Paul Bear was yeah, there as well. Yeah, Dr. It's Paul awesome Bear, too, little, was uh, there. With the hearse. The hearse, which is yeah. really, really cool. Man, and I remember the original Dr. Pearl Bear from yep. back in the day. And I got to say, the new guy is doing a great job of taking up the mantle. And it was nice seeing him there with a CW44 hearse. Uh, it was just really, really awesome. So, oh, if you get a chance, check out his Tombstone Tales that he's got on Sundays now. Definitely. Really, really awesome little show on CW44. He shows classic movies just definitely. like the old Dr. Paul Bear did. So yep. definitely got to give him some love and check him out. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Dude, we actually had our own panel there. We did. We had our own panel uh, called The Brain Game, which you guys will get to hear later. We did not tape the panel live, but we're actually going to do a – a retread, if you will, yeah. uh, me and Johnny, uh, for fun. Hopefully, maybe it'll be dropping around Halloween, but I'm sure you'll hear in the next few weeks. Exactly. It's going to be fun, fun stuff the all about zombie games. history of zombie video games, yeah, and lots of cool things there as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun overall, Deuce, and I just, uh, like it's a big shout-out to Minnie and Humberto and Andrew and uh, Romy and everyone that was there, all the cast and crew, everyone oh, that yeah. was there. It was awesome, great people to work yeah. with. And hopefully, you know, next year we get to come back and, yeah, you know, definitely. bigger and greater things. And, you know, just it was a great event overall, and, uh, definitely check out their Facebook page and yes. everything. You got to see uh, some amazing dessertery in Lakeland. Oh, man, awesome an amazing cake. cake. We put it on our Facebook page. And our Twitter. Yeah, and our Twitter. That was amazing. And seeing the Walking Dead cast actually cut it and hand it out that to was fans, awesome. that was cool. Yeah. So uh, uh, Rick was a really cool guy who was cutting it and handing it out to people. Just all the people we met from Coleman to the Shea to Natalie, just everybody from the Walking Dead cast was so, so cool. And like I said, hopefully – Maybe we can get their handler on pretty soon and let him come on and, and talk to us because I'm sure he's got some cool stories he'd love to tell us on air, and we'd love to have him. Definitely. So, and we'd love you to death, Humberto, Mini, Andrew. Thank you again so much for having us. But there was one thing me and you had to make a personal sacrifice and miss on Saturday, and that was the Florida Gator LSU game. Now, yep. this is our little personal in-house podcast rivalry and this sure. is going on two years now because Definitely. We, we've been doing this over a year. And each year we say we're going to make a bet, yeah, and, oh then, yeah, yeah. and it never happens. So never. Next year it's going to happen. Next year we'll have more time. We've just been so busy. We have been so busy. But I'm going to tell you what, congrats to your LSU. I mean, the Gators gave them a run it for was a money. tough. It was a tough game. Yeah. Good played by both parts. And of course, we all know Leonard Fournette is the real deal. He is the real deal. I mean, that kid, I'm not going to lie, if he doesn't just go and draft or NFL next year, he's nuts. Because what is he, a, a junior? He's a sophomore. He's a so oh wow. Yeah, yeah. This definitely needs to go in the draft. Well, and the thing is, is like you know, it wasn't like uh, he, he, LSU was facing a fourth ranked rushing defense oh, in, yeah. in Florida. So Florida was shutting people down all year on the running game, and even then, I mean, he was able to take out that dude's all-terrain vehicle. You can't shut him down. He's, he's a damn transformer. Off, I mean, he's just yeah. throwing people all over the place. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, but also, it's it's crazy because you look at like the AP polls. Uh, AP poll came out and they have LSU at five. And you look at the other teams ahead of them. Like how there was this uh, article I saw today on the internet that says if you if they were using original BCS computers, mm -hmm. LSU would be number one yeah. because of the strength of the schedule. Yeah. Everyone else above them, uh, four teams above them, was it uh, uh, Ohio and B 
BYU or something yeah. like that or TCU. All these yeah. other scheduled teams have not played anybody. I mean, I hate you know if you're fans of those teams, I'm sorry, but the SEC yeah is the, the dominant. SEC is the elite conference. It I is. don't care what anybody says. You can say they what prove you want. it every year yeah. in the bowl games. The, it's always the you know, SEC is yeah. where it's at when it comes to college, and they're football. the ones that have the most drafts in the NFL mm-hmm. too. So it be SEC is where it's at, and, and uh, but Numbers yeah, don't lie. They don't lie, but it's funny to see like. How I think it's weird how far Florida dropped though. Like they dropped pretty far down on the polls. Like I, they they've been pretty solid all year. So I'd be curious. Yeah. But that's the one good thing about this four-way playoff system is you can't count anyone out right now. Even no. Alabama might climb up with a one loss. So yeah. it's weird. It's going to be interesting to see kind of how that plays out with the four, you know, the four-team, four-team playoff, which is. Now, let me ask you this question because y- you know a little bit more about college football than I do. Isn't next year when they're jumping to six teams? That's what I heard online. I don't yeah. know if it was official, but, yeah, I think next year will be six teams. So there will be yeah. even more teams that are in the hunt, yeah. which I, I think personally it's great because it gives more teams a shot to kind of get in there. And also, like, if they have a couple losses, they're not immediately out of it. Yeah, and I Because like it's that. tough because no. college football, anything can happen any week, no. week to week. You any always given have Saturday. Team, any given Saturday. We all remember when Kentucky beat Alabama a few oh. years ago, and that was, like, crazy. Dude, so, the Gators beat Ole Miss. Yep. I'm a Gator fan, and I didn't I know. think that was going to happen. No. Um, a Gators are better than their record. Also, I think Ole yeah. Miss was is not as good as they was a no. thought they were. Uh, but yeah, it's overall. I just think it'll give more people more opportunity, give more people more opportunities uh, as well as it'll just kind of shake things up a little bit. Because remember before the pre the pre playoff system, it was only one and two that played for the national championship. Yeah, and there's been a lot of weird shakeups that happened those last two weeks before. Like, some teams can be, like, five or six, and then a bunch of teams lose, yeah. and all of a sudden you jump to one or two. And it's, you know, that's happened on a lot of teams. And I, I feel like this gives more teams an opportunity to kind of compete and also not to d- discouraged if they have a loss on the exactly, record. Exactly, because that was the thing. Like, being a college football fan, it used to be, like, you'd watch your team, and as soon as they had a loss, you're like, oh, that's we're it. out. I'm we're, checking we're out. Done. I'm checking out. I'm done. Yep. Because you knew if you had one loss, you couldn't get into playoffs. Right. But now that it's a four-team system. You don't have to win out now. No. And especially now that hopefully next year will be six. My goal, I'd eight. love to see eight. Yeah. I think more than eight. college might, basketball then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, some people say they want 12 or 16. I think eight's mm. kind of the magic number. I think eight is enough. Well, then top 20. If you go to 12, then the top 25 is like, oh, it's got to be half, half yeah. as good yeah. as the other players almost, you know. I don't like that. I think eight's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll see how it goes with four. Yeah. I want to see what the final four are. I mean, I would hate to see, like, if LSU does go undefeated and, and the teams above them go undefeated, then yeah. LSU would, in theory, not make the national championship game, even though they've had a tougher schedule. Yeah. So that – I want to see if we come back at the end of the year and that happens. LSU wins out, beats everybody, but the rest of the teams that are above them win out as well. Yeah, and then like, they that don't would get suck in. Because like, LSU they're, like, at number five, five and they just don't they get They never in. get to yeah. number four. Yeah. That would be horrible. Well. They've been destroying people. Yeah. So we'll see what happens at the end of the year. I exactly, don't know. and that's the thing. Like, even the loss they had, who was a loss to? Because it was to a pretty big team. It wasn't, like, some podunk team. Yeah, so that would be really weird. Like, I don't know. Like, we'll see what happens. But we might come at the end of the season and be like, yeah, we we hate this. We hate this playoff system. Yeah. Know? Or whatever, and all of a sudden Florida and, and LSU are in the in the championship. That'd be hilarious, you know. That would be hilarious. Not and it's really, it could happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. anything could happen. I think that that'll be the deciding factor of whether we love the four team or we want the six. Exactly. Team. If your team's number five, you're like, damn it, I wish there were six teams. We could have made. And it all in. of a sudden, think, Alabama yeah. goes in the championship game. We're gonna hate it because yeah. uh, we don't like uh, good old Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Neither do I. Roll damn tight. Yeah, <laughs> we have a bunch. Have a, my friend Brian's a big a uh, big Alabama fan. So. Roll tight. <laughs> 
Um, anyways, but yeah, so we just want to give you guys a little insight. You know, we're, we're both a big uh, college football fans and whatnot. Yeah, and we just wanted to throw that out there because we talk about it every year. We never do it, but darn it, we're going to get back to it. Also, we're just kind of peppering this in there. Hit us up at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine and HHPodcastShow at gmail.com. We're kind of flirting with the idea of throwing a little bit more sports in here. Sure. But we don't know if that's you guys' bag. So if it's something you like, hit us up on the Facebook page, on Twitter. Send us uh, what you think, HHPodcastShow at gmail.com. Because we talk about our fantasy football teams. We throw in football uh-huh. a little bit. I don't we, want to talk about fantasy this year, dude. Oh, man. Oh, oh, poor Johnny. That's a topic for me, oh. man. I, I am 0-6 right now. Yeah, I'm sorry, Johnny. I'm not, oh, let me just say this real quick. We won't go off on this whole thing. Because yeah. we know some of our friends that are in the league listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I come across like I'm complaining. It's not that. It's the fact that I I've been doing I've been no joke. I've been doing fantasy football for over a decade. Yeah. So I'm no noob, no slouch to to the system, and I'm I usually play in two or three leagues every year. And in two of my leagues, I'm in my t- I'm in like the top Didn't five. Didn't you say like you're winning your I'm free winning, league? You're like first league, place I'm in number, the free league. I'm number two in, in wow. my free league. And my other paid league, I'm like number four or five. So I'm doing really well on that. And then our in our XFL, XFL league, league. Yeah. I'm I'm in bottom, I'm in the last place. 0-6, no win, and I've had, like, the worst luck all year. Tony Romo breaks his clavicle. Eric Decker. And then somebody steals him from you because you drop him, and then they do a little loophole, and they're yeah, able to put, put him, him in on the injured reserve. reserve. Yeah. Because Name, I, I guess. We know who you are. Yeah. If you're listening, you know Kamish. who you are. So, <laughs> like, yeah. So, I guess they, because he you put him in the IR. I didn't know yeah. you could do that. Yeah, you like, could I know what the IR, IR is, yeah. but I wasn't thinking about it, and he put him in the IR, and I'm I, just like. In my opinion, I think you were so frustrated at the time you weren't thinking clearly because you were doing a trade with him. And I told you, I said, Johnny, don't make a trade with him unless you absolutely have to. This dude is going to play you like fiddle. And, but I needed a QB. Yeah. And, I mean, Carson Palmer's done well. I mean, yeah. so that was fine. But I feel like it's like he has Ryan Matthews. Not Ryan Matthews, but he's got uh, – and, of course, he's got Jordan Matthews. And, I mean, I got – I did okay. At first, it was a decent trade because I yeah. got Carson Palmer and Eddie Royal. Eddie Royal had a couple good games. And then he shit the bed, and I was like, "All right, whatever." Yeah. And then it's like now, all of a sudden, it looks like Romo might be back here in the next couple of weeks. And yeah, that was the thing, and I think it was just and and not because the commission did anything shady. It was because I don't think you thought it through, and that was I mean, no. I didn't offense. think Romo was coming back that fast either. Yeah, I, I didn't either, to be honest with you. But yeah, he put him on injured reserve, which frees um, open the spot, so yeah. he doesn't have to like count it. Yeah, I think he might have dropped him. Did he no, drop? no, he's at the bottom. Okay, at the bottom. Okay. Yeah, because I was. Dude's just looking on his phone. I am. I'm looking on my phone. But here's this new gimmick that people are doing in fantasy football, which I think is just a cheese fest. They don't set their lineup until Thursday night, and then they only put the people in that are playing that night, and they keep everybody on their bench. Now they explained it to me. They said, "Look, if a lot of people are trying to beat the projected, so they just plug in whoever they need to plug in, so their projected score is better." Well, that's dumb because yeah. it's a projected score. It's not locked in stone. No, it's not. Anything so, can happen. Anything can happen. So if you're just going on, oh, I need to beat this guy's projected score, you're a dumbass anyway. But yep. then they're just leaving it so you're waiting till the last second to figure out who their team is actually going to be made up with, which, I mean, mind game-wise, tactically, not necessarily a bad play. But I'm just one of those people like – I set my lineup today. I I, I I feel weird. I almost yeah. feel like I'm naked. Like if I don't have my lineup, yeah. if, I have, if I have empty anywhere, I feel weird. Or if it's a bye week, yeah, I just have to do it to do it. I don't do it to be like, oh, look at me. I've got all these projected points because no, I don't no. give a damn. But because my main thing is like, sure, uh, of course, in XFL, I come across as a noob because I, yeah. I 
I had a battle for first place last year because I, I had a you know lower record. Whatever we were the bottom half. You had to in this league you battle for first place. So I got the first place pick. Which let me explain that a little bit yeah. better. What he's talking about is the losers bracket, as we call it, aka the Turd Bowl. Everybody who is in the losers bracket fights it out, and whoever wins gets the first place pick the next year. So you get the number one draft spot. So Johnny lost. He got into the Turd Bowl yeah. and he won. So Johnny, you had the first draft pick this right. year. Which, which it, it was yeah. a good – let's say this real quick. Yeah. Which was a solid pick. I was yeah. – Antonio Brown was putting up 30-plus points on a weekly basis. Until Vic showed until, up. Until Ben Roethlisberger got hurt. Uh-huh. And then it's like, no joke, look at the last couple of weeks, three weeks. He scored not even a total of 30 points yeah. the last three weeks. Like, he scored five points last week. Three before that, yeah. seven points. Yeah. Now it's a point of, like, if Ben doesn't come back this week, do I just take Antonio Brown out? Because yeah. the problem is I was told a long time ago – Never take out your stars, no matter what, because yeah. like you never know, never what know what's going to happen. Because yeah. he, he can he can get a five yard pass from from Vic and then run it for the eighty yards. You don't he know. He could because so, it's Antonio Brown. The guy's got skills. The guy is legit, and yeah. so like for me, it's like I have to keep him in, and it's hurting me because like a thirty point difference would have me beating my opponents every week. I wouldn't be zero and six. Yeah, trust me. Like I get it. Like prime example, I had Brian Hoyer this week. Brian Hoyer played Jacksonville. Brian Hoyer is a quarterback for the the Houston Texans. Yeah. Long story short, he had 30-point-something points, so he had more points than Aaron Rodgers yep. and Tom Brady. Yep. So you're like this numbskull over here. But you're playing the defense, so, I mean, you're playing yeah. against a bad defense, too, which exactly. is susceptible. So, like, that's why this week I'm not playing him. I'm running a, a tight end, Antonio Gates, in my flex spot because I'm like, look, in our league we can't actually run quarterbacks in, in our the, flex. In our flex, but I'm like, you know – uh, Brady's on a or not Brady Aaron Rodgers on a bye week so I'm like look I you know I don't that's my team my team is built around Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady let's just say this though I mean I, I come out, like I said I come across complaining in my XFL league but no one Deuce can check no one has had the luck I've had this year like I said Tony Romo breaks his clavicle uh, uh, Andre Allentine goes out which was his top end uh, running back number one on my team putting out 15 points a game. He was out for four weeks with an injury. You have Eric Decker who was out for injury for three weeks. And so, like, I have all – and Sammy Watkins is out now for, like, three weeks. So, it's like I'm, I'm having even more players going out each entire week, which is crazy. And the facts, just like Shakira's hips and guys that like big butts, they don't lie. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't debate those facts. Yeah. And, and of course, if you're – if ha- no joke, one week I had eight people that were questionable on yeah. my team. Eight players that were questionable – and so, like, for for me, it's like if That's you have – damn near your whole starting squad. Yeah, so it's like uh, I don't care how good you are or how smart you are with it. And also the fact that, let's be honest, if you're doing the projection facts, not that many players, especially in our league, on the waiver wire are that great. And you're, pl- you're, you're flipping a coin. You don't know how well these waiver wire pickups are going to be. Because a lot yeah. of our team hoards our players. Let me just be yeah, straight we, up honest. Yeah, we, we've been – and I'll be the first one to admit it, I do it like crazy. Like, I've got people on my bench that I'm just hoarding, even if I might not need them. Because yep. I'm like, if I drop them, somebody else is going to grab them. Yep. And you know what they're going to s- spit back out to the wa- waiver wire? Straight garbage. Yep. It's going to be like the Sarlacc pit, just spewing out hot garbage. Yep. So, I'm like, well, you, you got to sit on it. you got to yep. do something. So, but definitely that that's our a little bit of our fantasy football talk there. Hope we didn't bore too many of you. If you like what you saw, if you like what you heard, please uh, send us a line HH Podcast Show at gmail.com. And these we're gonna take a small break. Yes, sir. And we'll, we'll be, right be back. Back.
back with Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, and I've got to say the greatest meme I've seen in a while is Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Millennium Falcon. He said, I can hear the silence of a thousand nerds screaming out because they have to watch a football game to see the new Star Wars trailer. And even my mom was like, really? They're playing the Star Wars trailer during football? Well, what? it makes sense because ABC obviously is owned by Disney. Well, I didn't think about that part, but you're actually 110% Monday Night white, Football. But, yeah, yeah, Monday Night Football and the synergy there because Disney owns ESPN for you non-sports fans out there. Yeah. Um, which, thank you non-sports fans if you made it through 20 minutes of this yeah. to get to the Star Wars talk. Yeah, it was at halftime. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Oh, it was at halftime when they played it? Yeah. That's actually not so bad because you could kind of – guesstimate when halftime was. And they're doing like little teasers all week, like the real quick, oh, yeah. like Monday Night Football, they have like the music and like mm-hmm. you see a shot of like a TIE fighter going by yeah. this week, Monday Night Football. You know, yeah. you have to wait, like like just amping everything up. Oh, that's awesome. But I just, I'm not even going to lie. Um, I guess we'll just get down to nuts and bolts of it. I like the trailer. I like the trailer a lot. It's not the trailer that you're upset about. You, you, we had a, let's be honest. We had a little little let's thing get, online. Yeah, let's pull let's pull the curtain. We have back a, a chat bit. with Mike, Mike, Angela, Ori, Anya, uh, Rachel, and Hamilton um, called. Wow, I got them all out in a row. Um, yeah, and uh, you actually didn't butcher any. Good no job. Uh, we have a chat that we've had since they were down from King of the Nerds, and we've been besties ever since. So you guys know the story. We've had them all on on the show several times. If you haven't, check out the episodes. They're awesome. We have it. Uh, we all love Rick and Morty. If you haven't checked out a Rick and Morty review cap, yeah. check that out. Awesome. And the episode, the name of the chat's called Rick and Morty, Rick and, Rick and Morty Adventures dot com. And we talk on a very on a pretty much regular basis. And I didn't see the Star Wars trailer till this morning because I, I I was so busy last night. Don't feel bad. I did too. Like I went to my favorite morning thinking spot. And I went and I watched it. Yeah. And by thinking spot, I mean shitter. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I meant dead spin. I was no, like, no, no. Usually, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. dead spin is usually where I spend most of my mornings. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> when I'm sitting on the shitter looking yeah. through dead spin, I'm like, oh, they got the new trailer. Let me yeah. check that out. Yeah. So uh, I remember uh, watching it and just loving it. I actually uh, cried, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, man enough to admit, but uh, tears flew, flew down my face. Uh, loved it. Uh, I thought it was great. I love the fact that we've only seen five minutes of actual footage of the entire movie. Think yes. about it for a second. We've had two teasers, which were like a minute and a half each. And this was like two and a half minutes. So we've only seen like five minutes of actual footage from the movie. So I think that's smart. Which is awesome. So yeah. we there's still a lot we don't know about. We, no. A lot of unknowns that we don't know about. But Deuce and Mike were pretty much saying, hey, uh, I don't want to see my Facebook, as you said, bukkakied with Star Wars um, yeah. news. It was. And that was the thing. Like, not only was it Bukaki with Star Wars news, like, I'm putting on ESPN to get ready for work and stuff, and they've got uh, Frank Caliendo, who I love, amazing comedian. He basically did a four-minute, like, diatribe about Star Wars, but he did it in each one of the announcers on ESPN's voices. So he did, like, ten different voices talking about it. I'm like, dude, I'm here to hear, like, fantasy football news and football news and sports. Like, I don't want to hear... And I love you to death, Frank. I do. I, we'd love to have you on the show. I don't want to hear Frank Caliendo talking about the Star Wars trailer and ESPN while I'm trying to get ready for work. I've only got 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, while I'm getting ready to watch. I sure. want to see, like, clips and highlights and, hey, this guy's going to play on Sunday. This guy isn't, so I can fix my fantasy football yeah. team. I ain't got time for this bullshit. Well, essentially, I when Deuce and Mike were pretty much riffing on me, yeah. because I ended up saying— I, I wasn't going to say heel turn. Hold on. Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything— because they were guys saying, you know, how passionate and how offended they get and all that. And I was getting offended. I, I'm not going to lie. I was getting kind of like, you know what? 
they're riffing on something I really love. So I, like, I screw you guys. I'm going to. But I was cool and I was classy. I said a couple things and then I actually left the conversation. Didn't leave, you know, exit the chat. But yeah, I, you went and did other things because yeah. you had an episode to work on. Today. I was pretty like, busy you, you today, had, regardless. You were busy. Yeah, but you I kind of didn't really like us. add fuel to the fire because Angela and I were talking off uh, just the two of us on another chat. She's like, hey. You know, they're just being. This is their opinion. Don't take it to heart. You know, they're just doing their thing. And I'm like, you know what? I know it's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 an unabashed and unapologetic Star Wars nerd, like a nut. Like, there's levels you can be a fan, but like I'm, I wouldn't say like I'm obsessed, but like You're you come otaku level fan when it comes to. Yeah, Star I mean, Wars. you see our star your studio. Like, it's Star Wars blew up in here. Um, and, and this is only half my stuff. The rest of the stuff's in the closet. Yeah, it, it looks in, like Star Wars jizzed all over this room. Yeah, like, really. <laughs> exactly. It's like a Jackson Pollock in here of Star Wars. <laughs> but I'm obviously I'm excited when you first meet me in the next first five minutes. Obviously, I tell people I love Star Wars. And I love Star Wars. It's part of my DNA. It's who I am, and it's in my blood, and it's shaped who I am. Like th- the reason why I love movies and technology and score, film scores, is all because of Star Wars, and my passion. And, and Star Wars fans are passionate. Like, dude, we read online. Uh, let's talk about this real quick. It broke pre-sell records in the history. It shut Fandango down. Yep. Like some of my friends went to go on Fandango to get tickets, and it shut it down. Like, like it was down c- for two hours. Yeah, it would. Literally, my friends didn't get their tickets till 2 a.m. this morning because yep. it was down that long, and they stayed up that long to get tickets. Yep. So they sat there drinking coffee, waiting until it came yep. back so they could order their tickets. And that, I don't know, that's part of what makes me mad too because, like, I just want to be able to go opening weekend, like, walk up to the theater, get a ticket, go see it. Like, and you know me, I'm captain plan. Like, if I want to take a shit two weeks from now, I've got to schedule it today. But I'm like, man, I don't want to schedule this out so far in advance, a movie. Like, I just want to be to go to the movies, be like, hey, I want to take it, and go. Like, I don't I don't know. Well, it beat out, the previous record was Hunger Games. Hunger Games had a huge, I don't remember yeah. how many sales it was, but the pre-sales were, like, it was crazy. Astronomical, yeah. But this, like, blew away. Like, no one was, not even Fandango, no one, everyone knows there's a Star Wars fans out there, but. They this didn't is know a, it was going to be this big. So yeah, Fandango and a lot of the a lot of the movie sites shut down. Like they they couldn't hurt, overload the servers. Where servers were overloaded, they couldn't handle. I'm it. waiting for the ticket scalping to start of people who might have bought like tickets in mass blocks, like 10, sure. 20 tickets, and then are going to start flipping them. Sure, I mean opening weekend's a big deal, um, and for me, it's like personally, I'm probably going to see the movie five or six times probably because. Even with that, even with Phantom Pain, I even saw it like I think three or four times. If memory serves. Phantom Menace. Phantom Pain's a Metal Gear Solid oh, game. Oh gosh, excuse me. Uh, well, I guess it's a pain now. Uh, years later, you could call so it the Phantom Pain. I guess pain it was now, like yeah. a Freudian slip. Uh, Phantom Menace, excuse me. Um, I saw it like four or five, you know, times in theaters, and I only saw episode one or episode two once for a good reason. Uh, episode three, I think I saw it three or four times. So, but usually when I see a Star Wars film, uh, I watch it a few times in theaters, and I just I'm so ex- I'm excited because a, I think it looks great. I think the story we still know. There's a lot we don't know, but you see Luke. Well, nothing about the story. We really don't. And I like that. And then this is the final trailer too, which we talked yeah. about last week. This is the final trailer. Like they're not doing another trailer. Like the movie comes out in two months, right? Or has I put on Facebook? Fifty-eight days, fourteen hours, thirty-seven yeah. seconds, whatever. I have a countdown or whatever. But like it, you know, whenever you listen to this, obviously it's later. But like I had it down to the T uh, when it came out, and I'm like, gosh, that's just gonna fly by, you know. Yeah. These, especially with the holidays, you, you're gonna be so busy with things. It's yeah. gonna be all of a sudden Star Wars comes out. Yeah. And I remember on on Star Wars, the day of Star Wars, I have to do, I have to work, and I have this magic gig to do the same day. So I'm like so booked that day. So I'm not gonna be able to watch the movie the day of. 
So I'm probably going to have to go. Well, like, that was going to lead me to my next question I had for you. Are you going to go opening weekend? Uh, yeah, yeah. I already got uh, a good friend of mine um, went in and bought me a ticket ahead oh, nice. of time. My friend Robert, um, he bought me a ticket ahead of time. He's like, hey, I got an extra ticket. I thought of you. Do you want it? I'm like, yes. So we're, we're going to actually go on December 17th at nice. uh, 7 p.m. in Oviedo. Yeah, it's a Thursday night. Yeah. And I didn't know. I didn't ask him to do it, but he did it out of the you know, kindness yeah. of his heart. He bought me a ticket, and he had 10 tickets. He goes, I bought nine are all spoken for. Do you want one? I'm like, well, if you already, if you have one, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go. Uh, I wasn't planning. I actually wasn't planning on going opening weekend. Like, if he didn't buy the ticket, I wasn't going to go opening weekend. Yeah. To answer your question, if my friend Robert uh, didn't buy me a ticket opening weekend, I probably would wait till the following weekend or something yeah. like that. But the fact that he bought it, obviously I'm going because um, there's a spot available. But – Brandy actually is really getting into it as well, my, our third member. She's like, hey, I'm really excited. I want to check this out. She bought some Force Awakens t-shirts and stuff. She's like, she's really getting into it. And she saw her and I actually watched the trailer this morning before I went to work. And Not and on she, the pooper. Not on the pooper. And she was, really, she was really excited about it as well. And so, obviously, her and I are going to go. I pledge, When are you going to go, Deuce? Well, see, here's the thing. Like, if I can – I got I got to talk to a couple people first. If I can go that Thursday, because here's the good thing. Normally when they do Thursday night showings, it's late. It's like 10 o'clock, midnight. I can't do that and go to work the next day. It ain't going to happen, but they're doing them at 7 o'clock. They are. So I'm like, well, I could probably do the Thursday night. So i got to talk to a couple people. To be honest with you, I kind of want to go Thursday night by myself. I know that sounds really weird, but I'd rather just go because the reason I want to see it early, I don't want it spoiled for me. And because I fucking live on the internet between Twitter and Facebook and everything sure. for the show, like, yeah. I'm damn near one of our social media marketing people for the show. I can't not be on the internet and run this show properly. Sure. So I'm like, if I don't see it either Thursday or Friday, somebody's going to spoil something. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just go by myself Thursday night and get a ticket. I wonder what the Sinopolis is doing, like, if, they, if they're doing pre-orders or not. I bet they are. I just, I, to be honest, I hadn't even looked because I didn't. I didn't know that the pre-sale tickets were going on sale last night. I had yeah. No, like, I literally, I found out the trailer was dropping, like... Well, what they did first, let's Friday. Rewind. They did, yeah, so they, they did the, the movie poster first. They got yeah. launched online. And then, of course, I guess coinciding with the trailer and whatnot, they're doing the pre-sale tickets. So. Right. And... Obviously, it's only two months away for the average person listening. Yes, it's two months away, but you've got to, ha- like you says, you kind of have to plan this stuff ahead of time if you're if you're actually going to go because you can't just you can't expect to go day of or the night before or the next day and expect to go into the theater and get your ticket. No, especially in a high populated area like we are in the Orlando based area. Yeah, and especially for us because for our little uh, Polk County area on this side of Polk County. You've really, unless you trek all the way out to Lakeland, you got two options. You got the Cobb and Winter Haven, and then you've got Sinopolis, which is up at Posner Park. So literally, there's only two theaters for us. Now I'm not gonna lie, uh, Sinopolis is dumb as hell. If on Thursday night they don't show Star Wars in damn near every single theater they got at seven o'clock, they should. Yeah, like every single theater should be Star Wars, yep. except for maybe like one or two. Because that's money they're leaving on the table. Exactly, because people are gonna go see it somewhere, so you might as well run it there. I think, and that's the other thing I like about Sinopolis. Sinopolis up at uh, Posner Park, big plug for you guys. Um, you get assigned seats. So if I order and this my is tic- in Davenport, Florida. Yeah, Florida, it's Davenport, Florida at the Posner Park, uh, down kind of by Barnes and Nobles and the uh, the Best Buy there. They, you know, it's assigned seating. So if I buy my ticket, 
it doesn't matter if I show up right when the movie starts. It's an assigned seat. So and I, I like can, that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and I like that a lot too. Unlike the Cobb, where y- you get a ticket first come you, first serve. First come first serve, and I'm like, ah, because I may not get there until like six six thirty, you know, and or I may want to go to have dinner beforehand. Like I don't want to feel rushed because I'm not gonna lie, I really want to enjoy it, and that's the the other reason I'm kind of seeing what I'm gonna do because there's somebody I kind of would like to take with me if I can make it happen. But they're not a big planner, so I'm going to have to kind of bounce it off of them and kind of see in the next couple of days what, what they say. What if this is an amazing film? What if it's just like 99% of Rotten Tomatoes, like everyone loves it? Like That's a good thing for the franchise, A. I think it's amazing for the franchise, and to be honest with you, I'm not going to say it's going to get ranked that high, but I just... It, I've got a lot of faith in this. Me too, and I also think, you know, and sure, it's an easy thing to say, well, it's got to be better than prequels, so obviously it'll be better than prequels. That's an obvious. Yeah. There's so much. I actually personally feel like there's actually even more writing on this than there was the prequels. Oh, yeah. Because it's like J.J. Abrams, A, is a huge fan. Like, this is a guy that's not just a director that happens to get this movie. Like, he's a huge fan of the source material. So, of course, everything I've seen from J.J. Abrams, from the real world sets, the organic sets, the real world locations, I feel like everything we've seen from him has been exciting. In the trailer, the reason why I really love the trailer was it was all emotion because there wasn't a lot of dialogue in the trailer. And when you see this, there's a there's a p- pivotal point for me. When you see Ray and John Boyega's character Finn talking to Han Solo, and Han Solo is pretty much saying, "Hey, everything that you heard was true." Like it makes me feel like there's a dark period that happened after Return of the Jedi. Like everything went dark. Yeah. You know, like everything has happened. And our good friend Sean Wist, he pretty much has a theory, which I really th- I never thought about till now, was the fact that. You know Kylo Ren, the yeah. guy that who's a, a, the Je- the uh, Inquisitor or whatever, the the Sith Inquisitor, the one with the big red like cross. He's picking up yeah. Vader's helmet. Yeah, like he's saying, what if no one really knew that Vader turned, only like a select few, and it never really got out. Think about because before we thought the the, the Inquisitors, the the Sith Inquisitors, were just like crazy nut job fan- a group or whatever that like fanatics. The, fanatics, good word there. Um, what if? Everyone thought Vader just died as a martyr for the Empire, yeah. like, and no one really knew what happened. It was very kept secret, and not because what you don't write it and tell everyone. Like, if the whole yeah. world knows that Vader died and the Death Second Death Star blew up, what if everyone thought Vader died as a martyr for the Empire? And like, yeah. that's what the most of the world thinks, and like, that makes more sense in my personal opinion. No, it does because you got to think if you're the Empire, what are you going to do? You're going to make propaganda. You're going to tell it. And the other thing too is. And all these trailers, literally all we've seen of Luke Skywalker is his hand. That's it. You don't see anything of Luke Skywalker. So what if he was like, after that, he's like, I've seen me some shit. I'm going to live on a planet like Dagobah. Yep. Fuck all y'all. And he just he goes and like chills Be out. Be a hermit. Himself. Be yeah. a hermit. Because yeah. look, look, look at all the good Jedi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yoda. What did they do? They went hermit for life. Yeah. So it's like, it's man, true. I'm going hermit style. It's so, true. You know? So he might be doing that, and he might be like, look, man, I've seen some shit. I had to kill and my dad. there's also like, some I theories, too. Like, I guess we'll talk about it because this is what we're talking about now. But So Poe Dameron, um, who's played by Oscar Isaac, like there's a shot in the trailer of Kylo Ren like with his hand close to him, and he's like screaming in anger. There's this theory out there that maybe uh, Poe Dameron, who was a obviously in the trailer and a bunch of the teasers you see, he is a he is a X-wing pilot. Yeah. What if he turns dark side? Like that would be nuts. And there's a scene where Ray, um, who is crying, 
We're like, yeah. she must have saw something tragic. And then yeah. you see another scene where Han Solo, it looks like Han Solo, is embracing uh, Carrie, Carrie Fisher, Fisher yeah. uh, Princess Leia, and she's sad. So something tells me either A, it's because of Poe Dameron switching, or maybe Luke dies. We don't know because it, it's – or something happens to Luke. I don't know. Like maybe Luke turns dark side. We don't know. That would be a twist, Ooh, right? Yeah. Like, so I don't know a if lot, I'd like that, I don't, like, I don't know. It all depends on how well it's done. But, like, there's a lot of what ifs because think about it. Like I said earlier, we've only seen five minutes Dude, of footage. Dude, we don't know shit. Like, we've seen five we minutes of footage. Shit of the, this this movie. movie's over yeah. two hours long. Yeah. We've seen five minutes of footage. That's it. Like, we get a basic idea of, sure, Kylo Ren has a group of renegade inquisitors that are going and taking back the mantle for the Empire. We get that. And we get that the, the remnants of the of the rebels are trying to band together and stop this from happening. Yeah. And you have Rey, who we don't know who's voicing the over thing. I think it's Carrie Fisher or Princess Leia, but saying that the Force is strong in Rey. We don't know why. And, like, we're trying to figure that out. And, of course, John Boyega, we get that story where, you know, obviously in the teaser we saw it, but he is a an ex-stormtrooper, and, of course, he's holding a lightsaber in the forest against Rilo Kin. And isn't uh, that Luke's lightsaber? I think it's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, Luke because Skywalker it was blue, and I was like, that looks like Luke Skywalker's so uh, lightsaber, which was originally his dad's lightsaber exactly. that he lost in Empire Strikes Back. Exactly. So it's very interesting, because that's all we really know about this. We know there's a war going on. We know both sides are kind of growing in popularity again and trying to band together and stop this force. But we don't really know a other than the villain. We don't know what's happening. Everything else going on there. We don't know why people are crying and upset. It just kind of leaves you open ended. But the cool thing we do know, hopefully, is that BB-8 is on the good side because we see her, yeah. him r- rolling around <laughs> with uh, Ray and everybody, which yeah. which is cool. Uh, but that hand, you know, obviously, we know that's Luke because it's it's a robotic hand on the right hand where he gets his hand cut off. And, he was putting it and on he's got the cloak. Yeah, he got the cloak, and I, we wonder like what. We don't know. It's a mystery of the unknown, dude. So we have no yeah. idea what's going to happen. And I think that's what excites me going into it. We know less than we did when we went into episode one. Like episode one, yeah. we knew all the stuff, like documentaries and all these things came out ahead of time. And yeah. so we knew a lot. We knew about characters and the pod race. We knew about all the stuff before episode one. And obviously the prequels are, you know, I would consider them mostly uh, maligned for the most part. Yeah. I think the average person doesn't really care for the prequels. And the older I and I was asked this question today on Facebook, Johnny, what do you think about the prequels? And um, our good friend Mike Carey, Michael Carey, and I were talking, and uh, he he pretty much was saying, you know, he loves the prequels despite their flaws. And I said, you know, there's there's definitely a charm there that I really enjoy to to a point. But I feel like the older I get, the more cynical I've gotten about the prequels because there's one thing that I can't forgive is the is the Metaclorians. I can't yeah. forgive that because growing up, you felt like. Anybody could be a Jedi. Like yeah. it's it's what you believe. It's it's yeah. being in tune. It was with more like a religion, not exactly. a like a. It, it was in your DNA. Or yeah, something. like oh, yeah. Well, your blood count says you can't be a Jedi. You know what I mean? Like that always off was off putting to but me. But then also in Episode Two, didn't they kind of hand wave that away? They did. They kind of like kind of like uh, you know, I don't know. Like it was very wishy washy on how they handled that, and they didn't mean no mention at all in Episode Three. So I wonder. If JJ's is kind of like not mentioning that part, you know what I'd like to see JJ mention it somewhere and be like, "Yeah, that was bullshit." That would like, be awesome. Like, right? so, like you a can even do it like a throwaway yeah. line. Like, yeah, originally they thought it was Metaclorians, but that wasn't really the way. It was more. I would love the retcon had, that. That'd yeah, be awesome. yeah, because he could do it. JJ uh, Abrams is smart enough and has done enough writing. He can retcon that. Yep. With two throwaway lines, yep. he could retcon that That'd whole be awesome. thing. And I think if he retconned it. 
it would make everybody be like, okay, I can live with that. Like, have a good reason why they thought that. Maybe like, oh, well, back then the technology wasn't as good as it was now, and they thought it was metachlorians, but it wasn't really. Or, yeah. It, trust me, he, he's got writers way better than me, and he is an amazing writer in and of himself, minus the end of the Lost. Um, you know, so he can fix yeah. it. I agree with this in a loss. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Everybody has a bad day. Yeah, everyone has a bad day. Uh, or a bad four years. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, and a lot of that was, uh, was it Damon Lindelof? Whatever. He did a lot of the writing for the last few seasons, so yeah. I kind of give him the, the, the front of the stick there. But before we start going off on that tangent, but I, I think it'd be easily fixable. And I, to sure. me, like, that was the unforgivable sin of, well, that Jar Jar, of the uh, prequels. <laughs> so, like, that I could, I could, I could, you know, do away with. Like, I could probably be like, you know what? Okay, if they recticon that, I'll give them you know, another chance. But here's the other thing, and I thought about this the other day. Well, actually, I thought about this today when we were spitting a lot of hate at you just because we were trying to make a heel turn. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you the last time I watched any of the Star Wars movies. It probably was my early 20s, and I'm 33 now. Yeah. So it's been over 10 years. And it's funny because I said this in an earlier podcast. I bought all six of them on Blu-ray when they came out because Best Buy was damn near giving them away because it was yeah. like if you bought it the first day, normally they were supposed to be like 130 bucks, but they were like sure. 80 Yeah. So I was like, shit, I'm going to get it two-day wads this low. And I did, um, but they're literally sitting on my shelf. Like I literally took the shrink off wrap off them a year ago because I was like, I probably had a check to make sure at least all the discs are in here. Yeah. So I opened it work. up and looked, yeah. and I'm like, oh, all the discs are in yeah. there, and they don't look scratched. We're good. But yeah. I haven't popped a one of them in, and I'm like, you know what? I need to probably take a weekend, if nothing else, and rewatch the original trilogy sure. before because th- my, that was my heart and soul as a kid. Like a prime example, that new Battlefield trailer they released this weekend, like hit right on the nail on the head of the nostalgia people have for these movies. So you know, I the just Battlefront, yeah, Battlefront, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna screw it up. And we That's gonna be it. my new kinetic, is what yeah. it's gonna be. Sure. So, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like. With the new movie, like it's it's kind of taken a new generation of fans too. That because think about it, it's been a hot minute since the prequels too. Yeah. So like it, we it was, were in high school when the yeah. first one came out. So a new generation of fans that still haven't seen the prequels, they're gonna go into this, you know, as new new, new eyes fans, well, yeah. new fans as well. So that's of course the merchandise. You know, Disney does a really great job with merchandise. Well, on top of that, they're doing really good because they got that Star Wars what Rebel show on. That's sure. On Disney yeah, XD. yeah, it's pretty successful. I yeah. I'm not actually that of what I've seen. I haven't really. Like, I'm right there with I'm you. Not, I haven't like it hasn't really blown my skirt up. I know our good buddy Brian, he really likes it and like him and his wife watch it and he said it's like a really really good show and the voice acting's real good and they've had I, Vader show up and Lando. I don't I don't and, doubt I don't doubt like the voice acting's good because you know David Filoni, the guy who did the Clone Wars cartoon, he's yeah. direct, he's pretty much like the executive producer and you know I I trusted him cuz Clone Wars was fun yeah. up and down but it was fun. But I feel like I don't really care, you know? I don't know how to explain yeah, this. Yeah, no, like, I'm I like, I don't need it. Like, you know I don't mean? need it. It I don't seems need it. like extra fluff. And Same it's here. Like, I'm like, you know what? Uh, back in the day, don't get me wrong, like, I love the original trilogy. Uh, during middle school is when the expanded universe just blew up, right when they re-released the original trilogy, the special editions. And, like, I had all the books in the expanded universe. But when they were like, oh, yeah, you know, those, th- those don't count anymore. I was like, what the fuck? And I kind of yeah. feel like once they pulled that rug out of me, Who's to say they're not going to pull the rug out of Star? Oh, Rebels! Yeah, that's that's you know that's you know that was fun, but that wasn't a real show. So it's yeah. like what, the, you know, the only thing they said that's real continuity now is 
Clone Wars, Rebels, and the new movies, and the original right. movies. That's and, any, it. and all the Marvel books coming out now are all canon. All the Marvel books that are yeah. coming out now are canon, but everything else is kind of... The, they call it the Legacy Series. Yeah, so. and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, Dude, this is not, the Thrawn trilogy is so good. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, that's the thing. That was such a great series of books. And, like, I get it. You couldn't make those movies now because the people are too old. The actors are too old. Right, I get that. And yeah. another thing is, Court like... Ship of Princess Leia oh was another God. good Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Like, there were so many good books. And even I love Shadows of the Empire. I love Shadows of the Empire. The book was fantastic. I wish they would have kept that as part of canon. Because that was so good. Was a good book. For those that don't know, it's it take, it's a story that takes place in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And it just it's so good. It explains a lot of the details, why Princess Leia is in the boost outfit, yeah. you know, all that stuff. It explains all of that, and it's so good. And it's, and it's a must-read. But I also agree with Deuce. The, the courtship of Princess Leia is, a, even, if, even though it's legacy, it's still a must-read. Yeah. Timothy Zahn did the Thrawn trilogy. It is a must-read. Like, there's a the lot. The Solo trilogy yep. is really good. The Boba Kevin Fett J. Anderson. Really Kevin J. Anderson's also a phenomenal writer. He did a, an amazing uh, amazing trilogies and books for the Star Wars, quote-unquote. Squadron. There's a lot of great yeah. books out there that you should still check out because they're, they're so yeah. good. The stories are fantastic. And, but and even if they're like, okay, it's they don't count canon, or whatever. They're still a really good yeah. read. Like I said, Rogue Squadron's an amazing series. I think yeah. they made like six The, the of Jedi those. Temple trilogy where oh Luke takes God. on the, and creates a whole new Jedi Temple, like Trading Academy. Like that's an awesome series as well because uh, obviously Mara Jade was created during those series. So like Mara Jade doesn't exist now. She's not canon. So like and she was she was a love interest to Luke, right? That was like basically she was, ended up being his wife. Right. She was the right hand of the Emperor. So yeah. it's like there's all that story that's sorry, we're geeking out here yeah. on the expanded universe, but like that was like this whole story. Like Deuce and I read all this expanded universe growing up and now it's like that whole history is gone. You're like, you can't, I can't quit you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I still remember these things. And yeah. I think that that's the problem, too, because, like, when I'm watching this stuff, I'm like, uh, what's the girl scavenger that's in the clip? Um, the one with BB-8. Oh, uh, Ray. Ray. Yeah. Like, I'm like, well, is Ray Han and Leia's daughter? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but because I have all these preconceived notions of the expanded Jason universe, and Janet and Anakin being yeah, the, the kids like, of, okay, yeah. Well, well, you know, what is... You know what is where are their kids? Well, where you know I'm one looking for thing things that, that aren't going to be there. Right, it's a problem. Well, one thing that I actually really liked about the trailer, the newest trailer, was the fact that the focus is on the new characters, which yeah. I love because when I'm not going to lie, my friend Robert and I and a few other friends were talking like when they announced Han Solo and, and Luke and Leia were coming back. Like Chewbacca's fine because he's old or whatever, and that's fine. But like the fact, that, and of course R two D two and C three PO, they've been in all the movies. But the but I was like, really, a seventy year old Han Solo? He's still alive. He's had he has how many bounties on his head? Yeah. Like he's he's able to live to the ripe age of seventy years old? I don't buy it. Like so, but the fact that they were like, all right, the focus is on the new characters and like new blood, the new life. Like that's what we need. We need the new characters. We don't need to be holding on to the the old characters because old characters sure bring us here. Yeah. Like the old fans, us that've been yeah. watching forever. That kind of brings us and kind of puts things together, but for the I want the new blood, the new people because a John Boyega. Because let's talk about this real quick. John Boyega is a phenomenal actor. He's amazing. He's awesome. It doesn't matter what color his skin is because that that pissed me off on Facebook today. Did you see that? What the whole white power? Like people are boycotting the film because there's a black. Yeah, did you see that? 
Yeah, well, Jesus has this weird look on my face, on his face. But yeah, let's talk about that too. There's people. There's this group of people that are boycotting the film because John Boyega is a featured character. He's because he's black. I'm like, dude, that's bullshit. Okay, time that's out. <laughs> Let me throw, look, drop the mic and drop a truth bomb. You're telling me that the only black man in the entire fucking universe is Lando Calrissian? Like there ain't no more black people? Like he's got the black market on lock? <laughs> right. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that and fuck your mama. Yeah. Like no. Hashtag news on the loose yeah, here. That's like, bullshit. <laughs> Like, that's the only African-American who can run around the galaxy is yeah. Lando. And don't get me wrong, he is the smoothest player in the galaxy, but yeah. come on now. Th- let's that's, not be racist. That's bullshit. That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, sorry. So this is Deuce's honest first reactions on that. He God didn't hear about damn. this. That's People stupid, are, right? Ugh. It's bullshit, right? Yeah. Uh, I hate it. So but so it's like, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. I mean, if you're a good actor, it doesn't matter if you're female or male or if you're Asian, Indian. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Why does it matter? And it I doesn't matter. The whole point of... You know, it being Star Wars and being in a galaxy far, far away, you've got millions and millions of different aliens, and different species people. and all that. Dude, you've got people that are green with tentacles and shit growing out their yep. head, but you can't have any African-Americans or, you know, Asian people run around? Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, God. so anyways, yeah, that was our little big rant there. It's Sorry, like, I'll both... get off my soapbox. Sorry for all the profanity there, guys. Yeah. It's just sometimes people work the shit out of me. Yeah. It's like, really? I mean, this guy is talented as hell. He's like, amazing. When they announced he got handpicked. Yeah. J.J. Abrams handpicked him. And, yeah. and I'm going to throw a movie out to you guys, obviously, if because he, he's getting a lot of looks now because people are like, I don't know who John Baig is. Well, he did an am- amazing film um, in the U.K. called Attack the Block. Oh, my God. Amazing yeah. film. Check it out. Awesome. John Boyega is fantastic. He's a great actor. Uh, and he's from England, actually. Yeah. He's an English actor. So he's not an African-American, as people say online, because he's not from America, right? Uh, but he's awesome. He's great. Check out his past work. He's fantastic. And actually, uh, I'm getting, I'm blanking on the name, but the, the chick who plays Ray is actually pretty well unknown as well. Like yeah. She's not done anything beforehand. The only one I know is the guy who's playing, I think it's called Kylo Ren, the guy with the red lightsaber. Adam Driver. Yeah, and, and I know him from Girls, right. and he was in a, a movie with Tina Fey uh, I saw a few weeks ago, and he was yeah. really, really and good And Dom Al Gleason's also uh, done, did he do stuff for Harry Potter and stuff like that? I think oh, so. And he was in, like some Harry Potter. And he was into, like, he did some uh, romance movies as well. So, like, he has a history as well. But, like, everything that we've seen so far is, I, I, I'm, I'm right on board. I am... I'm more. I'm actually gonna be honest with you. I'm more excited about this than I was because I remember how excited I was for the prequels. I was like, "Oh my gosh, Star Wars is back!" But this has a whole different feeling to me because you're trying to write the ship now. It's yeah. not like, "Oh, this is a new movie." This is everything that we this knew. This is a new franchise. New franchise. Like almost. it's a whole new animal. And I think part of the reason why I have so much faith in it is. Disney spent a metric fuck ton of money to get the rights to this. Yeah. Now they're going to have a whole new land, uh, Hollywood Studios. Now, don't get me wrong. They made a shit ton of money back on just merchandise lately. Like, prime example, I said in a previous podcast, I just went to Target three weeks ago and spent $40 on new Star Wars shirts yep. just because I'm so pumped. And they're riding that nostalgia train. And it's it, it's it, this is going to be the make-or-break moment because if this movie doesn't, I mean, it's going to do well financially. Period. Like, we know it's that gonna it's going to be. A, yeah, it might even be like it might not even beat out the original Star Wars. Like it's it's up there, like yeah. in anticipation. That's what I'm saying. So, so it'll make money. We know that. Yeah. So, so it'll be successful regardless. But, but success, I don't think, is the the measure on this. I think it's, and I hate to use Metacritic scores because some people troll that shit. Yeah, they but do. like, 
I, I think it's going to be the general yeah. opinion right. by the fans and by the public. I think if it's most people going to go, wow, that was an amazing movie, they go like, eh, it was okay. I think that's going to be your big, because prime example with Avengers, everybody came out of that first Avengers was like, Dude, we just watched something groundbreaking. Like yep. this was, it was amazing. amazing. Yeah. But then you had Age of Ultron, and people were like, "Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. It you was know, fun. It's all right." Yeah. And I think if you, it, have, it went from like a nine out of ten to like a seven out of ten. Yeah. And, and like, it's eh. like if I think if people walk out and it's a seven out of ten to people, I think that's where it missed the mark. I think it needs to be at least an eight or a nine out of ten. Yeah. And most I think people. I think personally, like, because here's the problem: is you, especially with these films, you have they're gonna try n- not that J.J. Abrams is because he doesn't care. I think he's just gonna go in and make a film. But I think he's, he's gonna sa- make the best movie he can. He make. Could, exactly. But I think some of the executives are trying to because that's something you have to realize, folks. Even if you're a director, you have power, but you don't have the final say so on everything. Yeah. You have the executives and everything like that. The studio is saying, "Hey, you need to throw this in, or you need to do this. You need to change this. You need to change that." So that was even with like Joss Whedon in Age of Ultron, like he had to change stuff in the movie to to appease. Yeah, he ex. said, and let's throw a good old fashioned allegedly out there because we haven't done it this episode yet. Allegedly, he's like, yeah. you know, the movie I wanted is completely different than the movie you got. You still got a good movie. I'm not saying I'm not proud of it, but the movie I wanted to make would have been a lot better. But there was too many cooks in the kitchen. There was too many people's fingers. It in was the a pie. big film, Marvel Studios production. I mean, yeah. you have a lot of yeah, like you said, a lot of hands on the pie or whatever. Yeah. So with J.J. Abrams is doing the best he can uh, with his limited power that he has as a director. Of course, he has a big hand on the script and whatnot, and, of course, casting and whatnot. And, of course, you have uh, Catherine Kennedy, who is, you know, pretty much the the leader of this whole pack. Uh, She pretty much, you know, is overseeing all of it as well. And she was handpicked by Lucas um, to pretty much run the whole Lucas division. And um, and now that Disney owns it. So, like, she's pretty much... Between him and J.J. Abrams, like, and, of course, uh, Lawrence Kasdan, uh, the writer of the film. Um, so, for me, it's like Lawrence Kasdan wrote the best movie ever made, Empire Strikes Back. So, for me, going into the movie, like, I have faith in Lawrence Kasdan. And, of course, J.J. Abrams, say what you will about lens flares, whatever. Yeah. He's a, a solid director. Solid, right? Most people consider him a solid director. Uh, you know, love him or hate him. He's, they can, people consider him solid. And he rebooted a franchise that was pretty much – I'm sorry, Sean – a franchise that was very stagnant, like no one really gave a damn about, other than the fa- fanboys. Like it was very stagnant. When was the last time? No, no. I don't like. It's stagnant. Oh. Think about it, Deuce. Well, well that's stagnant a- because they hadn't made anything. It yeah. doesn't mean that his version was better because he turned Star Trek but no, into Star Wars. No, he, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, 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 no. Let's rewind because we're not getting on a debate of Star Wars, Star Trek because I like both. Both Deuce and I, I like both too, for different reasons. But all I'm saying is he did reboot the franchise. But he made but- it interesting again, and that's the thing for pe- especially for people that were a newer generation. He made it relevant again because. Let's be honest. Star Trek Voyage didn't end off at the at the way it needed to be. Enterprise was off maligned because it was obviously because of the whole UPN thing. It didn't line. A lot of people saw it. So like that between that and obviously, uh, uh, what is it? Um, the the last Star Trek movie was great. The you know one with the original crew. But it's like that it was a long time, a long time ago. So you have this whole generation of people that only know Star Trek from Voyager, and Voyager wasn't. It was okay, but it wasn't the best. And Enterprise, no one saw it. So that and I that's, think some people saw it. Yeah, but, but it mean, was. You know I what I mean? You see what point, I mean? I'm and trying. He to had to make it. He had to make it to where this ADD Adderall generation exactly. could watch it. So and I get that. And that's all the whole point I'm, I'm trying to say. He did an okay job, and he did the he best. He made it he relevant could. again. He, he made it relevant, but. There is my Star Trek that I love, and it's over here. And the good news is, I can still watch it on Netflix. Yeah. I can still enjoy it. 
but the Star Trek he made isn't Star Trek, in my opinion. But it's not Star Wars, though. I don't think it's Star Wars. The it's fact not that Star you said Wars, it was but Star it's Wars, it's more action. Not... It, it's more action oriented than the original Star Trek was more of a thinking man sci fi thing, not an action movie. No, and no, Star I agree. Wars I agree. It's always with... been more of an action movie. Yeah, but I, I agree with that to a point. But I also feel like, you know, you have that new generation that's coming up. Even the millennials like us that have had seen the original movies and, you know, have a love and appreciation for the original Star Trek. I feel like you have to like outweigh your pros and cons there because sure JJ Abrams made the Star Trek love it or li- whatever it was mostly well received overall yeah, most people I mean, enjoyed people, it people people enjoyed it they're making a third so one so if you can get so, someone yeah. that and I'm going to I'm going to hurt some people here by saying this arguably allegedly I would could say even though Star Wars Star Trek came out before Star Wars I would say that there's more Star Wars fans out there in the world than there's Star Trek numbers don't lie Right, box office wise, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Star mean, Wars is a I, bigger. I, fa- I, I know our numbers. friend Sharon is not going to like this when he listens. Well, I would have to see concrete numbers to to but back overall, that up. But I could probably agree with that theory. I would say I would still need to see numbers and facts. To but back it you, up. you see where I'm going. But with I this. could see where you're going. There's with more it, Star Wars fans agree. out there in the world than there is Star Trek. Sure as hell sells more merch. It does more merch. Obviously, it's been a while since we've had like like yeah. like induces of hitting a real Star Trek movie, right? Yeah. So. That's why I'm saying I think I have faith in this is because there's more people that are going to go see the film. There's, because think about it. If you went to go see J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, Star Trek still had like a a vibe where like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go, especially if you weren't a fan of it. And, you know, Star Trek, I love Star Trek. I'm not trying to come off as a Star Wars fanboy, even though I love Star Wars more than Star Trek. Uh, and it's Star Trek, not Star Trek. Um, I know Star like that because a lot of people call it Star Trek, and that annoys me. Uh, but like, so J.J. Abrams has this, like you said, he has this ability now where he has to, he he rebooted a franchise and made it relevant again, and now he's going on to this arguably the best, the biggest franchise in history, because no, Lord of the Rings and all these other franchises, like there's more Star Wars fans out there, like I said, than probably most other franchises. Even sorry, Doctor Who fans, there's more Star Wars fans, and so like you think about Harry Potter, Doctor Who, Star Trek, Star Wars. Star Wars is probably number one out of all those franchises. Yeah. Even know how popular Harry Potter is, so it's like you got a guy, and there's a lot of pressure, Deuce. You have you you, you successfully righted the Star Trek franchise. Yeah. Now you've got to you know, take the helm. Well, like I said, I'm not worried about it because, like I said, with Star Trek, he made the perfect action movie, in my opinion. It was a good movie. It was a good movie, and it was action packed. It's just to me that wasn't Star Trek, but. Right. That sure as hell is Star Wars. So when they said he's doing Star so Wars, I'm like that. slam dunk. Yeah, that's gonna be a fucking layup. Yeah. So I was like. Pfft. Get, yeah. get out of here. This yeah. is going to be great. Yeah. So I'm not worried about him in that aspect. And the guy's a good director. Now, I don't love all of his movies. I'm not okay. going to lie. There's a lot of them I don't like. Sure. But it wasn't because of the directing. It was because of the script and the story. Right. And I know those are two different things. Yeah. There's a director, and he's working with a script. And if the script's garbage, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't matter how pretty it looks. Mm-hmm. But at least with Star Wars, I think that, you know, there's so many chefs in that kitchen. Right. He can't fuck it up too bad. Yeah, I know. agree. And of course, uh, I won't spend much time on this, but I'm really excited for a new John Williams score. Like, I'm stoked about that. Dude, so he's got a boner I can see from oh, here. Oh yeah, about I'm it. trying yeah, to hide yeah. it right now. But like, that fact that I heard Han and the the Han and the princess theme, like with choral version, like I got goosebumps like crazy. Like I was so stoked. Uh, and so like for me, like I hate to say this, but I'm hoping this isn't John Williams' last score. But if it is. 
uh, like what a way to go out. Like you know, like How old's John Williams? He's like eighty eight years old. He's oh fuck, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like he's been off and on for retirement forever. So the last well, here's decade. The thing, even if he retires, they could call him back just to do one movie. Cause well, that's what he's it. been like, doing. He's been yeah. retired already. Yeah. Like, semi-retired already. And they're like, hey. And Don's do like, Don's like, like, all right, yeah. okay, I'll yeah. come back. And he's he's done stuff for, uh, for Spielberg off and on the last few years. Like, you know, he did Munich and all that stuff and Memoirs of Vacation. Like, he's been doing stuff for the last decade, but off and on he did yeah, Book he'll Thief. he'll just do like one movie One little year. thing here and yeah. there, yeah. But now it's like, you know, if he's able to, Obviously, if he's able to do another score, they're gonna bring him on. Yeah. But because J.J. Abrams has a great track record with Michael Giacchino, uh, who he worked with uh, Mission Impossible Three and so on, and uh, yeah. Ghost Protocol um, yeah. and whatnot, so like he has like that pedigree with Michael Giacchino. I have faith that Michael Giacchino can do a great William S. score. Oh, like yeah. he's done a great. He's great. So Michael Giacchino is like he's a guy. For those who don't know, he 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 won an Oscar for Up, the Pixar film. Yeah. Phenomenal composer. So I have faith in him that he can. You know, take the reins for Williams. Obviously, no one can replace Williams, but you know he is getting up there in age. Cause well, dude's eighty-eight. Yeah. I mean, come on, player. Like, yeah. I mean, if we're lucky and he lives till ninety, he might be able to produce a score. Well, for that's the next a problem. Two. Is because, because you have how long until it's? Are we getting one every two years? Is that kind of? I think schedule? so. Every two years. So yeah. let's say it this way. Let's say he's got to make up five years. Let's just say. That puts him 88, 2, 3, 4, 5, 93. That's He's got to make it 93. I mean, that's asking a lot. I mean, and especially most people that are in the late 90s ain't, you know, they ain't all with it, player. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he might, because music is one of the things I will say that stays with people when they get sure. older. Yeah. So, he might actually be able to do it that late in life, but, man. Yeah, he was in his late lot. 70s. Think about it. He yeah. was in his late 70s when he did the prequels, and, those, and that's one of those shining lights. Uh, the mu- I had nothing wrong with the music. Yeah, the music in the prequels were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, episode two's was a little. Episode two overall was a little shaky. Even the score was a, It was okay. I mean, it's it's Williams, so it's good. But yeah, but I mean, I don't need now. I don't need those <laughs> I don't need those electric guitars, John Williams. Please, I yeah. love electric guitar and I love composers you know, that it's use it. A little it. out of place. Though, it wasn't felt it? weird, yeah, right? Like, like I love fuck? electric guitars and scores. Yeah. Some people like Graham Ravel do it really well, and Robert Rodriguez, you know, he oh, does yeah, awesome. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. So like, there's people that do it well, but like, it just feels out of place. Uh, with Star Wars, yeah, so it's like this didn't mesh, and wasn't that the only of the Star Wars? Yeah, that he had, had a guitar. guitar? Yeah, one. as far yeah. as I can remember. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, long story short, Williams. For the Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even bring up the Christmas special, dude. The uh, one you can't even find. Yeah. Oh, if you if anybody's got a link to it that they can help a brother out with, send it to hhpodcastshow at gmail because I want to watch that and I can't find it to save my life. Yeah. So, so I hope you guys enjoyed our discussion uh, our, of Lakeland Zombie Fest and our our candid discussion of the trailer because we went we actually went off like forty minutes on the Star Wars trailer, we which knew is that great. Was happen. We, yeah. yeah, we tangent off. Stuff, like I said, guys, if you if you suffered through the sports because you weren't a sports fan, you got a good big heaping helping of old school. Happy hour I think I'll with just the title this. I think I'll just title this episode because that's what I end up doing is like I pick like a main focal point and that'll be like the title of the episode. I think I'll just call this the Star Wars trailer discussion yeah. uh, or Force Awakens trailer or just call it the Force Awakens trailer. I think that's what yeah. I'll call it. And of course, people are gonna check it out because oh, of yeah. that. But let's just say you know you get little things sprinkled out throughout our episodes anyway. It's always a potpourri of potty. It home. is. It is. 
So, of course, Deuce, there's several ways people can find us on the Internet. There is. You can find us at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. Of course, you can find us at Show at gmail.com. Feel free to send us all your emails, questions. We're going to do a mailbag, hopefully sometime soon, because I look. It's been a year now, right? Uh, it's it's Facebook has told us it's been a year. Over yeah. one, and they're like, look, dude, like, when are you going to do a mailbag? Yeah. And I'm like, well, we're going to get on it. I'm thinking most probably it's going to happen November, December, because yeah. now we're getting out of the busy season. And we're going to s- try and slow down some November. And December. FYI, for, for you fans listening at home, there may be a few episodes that Brandy and I do together. Yeah. There may be a few episodes where I get Mike, some Mike, and Angela. Some of us are taking vacation. Because I know I'm taking vacation. Johnny's yeah. taking some vacation. Yeah. Also, and don't forget to check it out, guys. We are the official podcast for Free Play Florida. It's a huge convention here. It's happening in November in Orlando. It's all about video games. you got to go check it out. Like I said, you just got to look it up, Google it, free it's gonna play be, Florida. It's going to be pretty rad. Dude. It's, it's like, going to be awesome. I'm excited because you know, we, we've known by statistics that we have a pretty big fa- video game fan base that oh, listens very. to this show, and the numbers don't lie. And the fact that – They're like Shakira's hips, and people like big butts. They don't <laughs> lie. <laughs> they don't lie. Uh, but we, I know we have a pretty good contingency of video game fans out there. And this is like the – I wouldn't call it the mecca, but it's pretty damn close. Like, you go there, there's going to be – I mean, the way Brian Jones, big shout out to him. He's he's the one operating Our this good, thing. Good, good buddy, and thank you so much for this opportunity, yep. buddy. We ain't going to let you down. Yep. And, of course, uh, there's going to be all these classic consoles, dude. Like, I'm so That's stoked to see that. thing because you pay one price to get That's in the it, door. You, free play. And then they're all on free play. That's why it's called, called free, free play, play Florida. Florida. So you can walk yeah. in, walk up to any machine. They're going to have classic pinball machines. So they're going to have new pinball machines. They're we have a have pretty stacked Saturday, but, like, when we have some downtime, we might go over there and check out some stuff. So Oh, we're, I'm we're, getting we're down on that WrestleMania pinball machine, and yeah. I want to play that Walking Dead pinball machine. That's going to be stu- Maybe gonna we be can awesome. get some VIP access. Maybe yeah. we can get some VIP passes. Some cut-the-line passes. Big celebrities coming through here. Yep, yep. So, of course, uh, just uh, thank you, everyone, that's been listening and supporting us all these years and, and whatnot. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review um, on iTunes and Stitcher and give us uh, a heart on uh, SoundCloud as well and repost. So, Deuce, uh, there's uh, three hashtags people want to put in their social media of choice when they talk about the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce, and that is... Hashtag Happy Hour Podcast, hashtag HH Podcast Show, and hashtag Deuces on the Loose. Later. See it.